we were starting with just like absolute trash that nobody would be jealous of. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah, and I'll be joined by my sister, Rachel. In today's episode, we do things pretty differently. Instead of our normal structure of catching up on a week and revisiting a few defined segments, we steer away from pretty much all of that and just debrief our Christmases. So we talk about my Christmas with the family in the United States and Rachel's Christmas abroad. So she'll tell us where she traveled for Christmas and what that was like. Um, so this will be the first of, I think, what will become a series of like travel related episodes where we debrief a trip. Uh, so we build a little bit of structure into that, but mainly we just kind of hear everything about what she experienced, where she was. So hope you enjoy. Please let us know if you like this structure or if there's anything you would like to know or like us to do differently in future travel related episodes but as always check out our instagram for pictures for today's episode we have quite a few pictures to include uh, with all the travel and family related things so we are at booted sisters on instagram if you don't already follow enjoy the episode Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. All right. So for the listeners, this is going to be a bit different of an episode. This is like our holiday special because Rachel and I are both debriefing our Christmases. So um, I guess we'll just get into it. We'll talk about both of our Christmases. Rachel's involved travel, so probably spend a little bit more time on that one. So I traveled back to Virginia for family Christmas which I think we talked about in the Thanksgiving episode, Rachel hasn't done for a while. It's been several yeah. years, obviously, since you've been in Japan uh, and Italy, but we have a pretty standard chill Christmas um, with our family. So unfortunately you haven't been here for it. It's always very fun, obviously the chill aspect, but um, yeah, it was pretty much the same as usual. Yeah. The I, biggest thing I, sorry, not to just interrupt, but like I am way behind in my Netflix movie watching and I, <laughs> A nice break at home would have caught me up. Um, so I've got some homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, so I've actually been in town since like 10 days before Christmas, I think is when I got in. So I've been working from home from here and just like hanging around with whoever's been around. People have kind of slowly trickled in. So it started with just like me, mom and Sam. And we like, we just, we kept saying we would watch like movies that nobody else would care about watching like we were starting with just like absolute trash that nobody would be jealous of like not even a name you'd recognize so we were saving any real Christmas movies or even like Hallmark Christmas movies others would want to watch we were saving all of that for when everyone else was in town so so it basically just got like it started with like the worst of the worst it went up a little bit um <laughs> but still to be clear all of our like the Christmas movies that we traditionally watch as a family are not uh, critically acclaimed, <laughs> like holiday films. Or that ones most... that even people have heard of or any like name brand actors or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So the big thing this year was I 
requested in advance that nobody watch the Lindsay Lohan movie until we were all home uh, because I knew that I really wanted to watch it and I really wanted to watch it with my siblings. So that was nice. There were a few siblings that I thought that that would be a really hard task for and everyone held strong and waited to watch it. Uh, Unfortunately, there wasn't exactly overlap with all of the siblings besides Rachel being home at once. So we did have to watch it without someone, which I think was unfortunate. I think it would have been better if everyone was around, but it was great. We loved it. Um, I would say a 20 out of 10 wouldn't change a thing. And, um, but besides that, yeah. So mom, Sam and I watched like some of the worst Christmas movies I've ever seen. (laughs) They were definitely like, we were just scrolling Netflix and Hulu and just kind of grabbing whatever disposable Christmas movie we would see. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, some of them were just honestly hard, really hard to watch, but it was fun. We we watched a lot. I can't even remember the names of most of the things we watched. It was all yeah. just so disposable. I'm trying to think back. It was like 2017 or 2018 when Netflix first started making Hallmark style Christmas movies. And I remember that being like a big deal. Like this was, this was, it was called Hallmark Christmas movies, right? Like it was <laughs> crazy to think that somebody else was doing this and I was skeptical about it, but then like- <laughs> You know, what was it? What's the um, Vanessa Hudgens one? Like the princess? Yeah, like Christmas switch. Switch, so, yeah. I think, I think there's a few. Yeah, yeah. I do think that was those movies, I think were kind of the beginning of the Netflix era. But I do think, I feel like I've been noticing, especially this year, like Hallmark movies, Hallmark Christmas movies as a phrase is like, it's almost like saying Kleenex for tissue or something like that. It's like the brand name has yeah. become <laughs> the general yeah. Down. Because, yeah, I don't think a single one we watched was actually Hallmark, but that's what we right. were saying. Like, go just throw on a Hallmark movie. Yeah, you know what you're getting um, with it, yeah. Yeah, and then we did watch, I don't know if we updated you, Rachel, on this, like, at the time, but we did watch Troll 2 on Christmas Day. Oh, which, wow. <laughs> uh, this has become a family tradition for us. It is not a Christmas movie at all. <laughs> no, um, it's not an Arguably movie. not even a movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, there is no troll one. There's not trolls. Yeah, in the yeah movie. it's just troll two is the movie. It's like gremlins, but like not even a plot. I don't even know. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it with the cousins explaining the tradition and um, shout out to our cousin, Kathy, one of our most loyal listeners. I'll say her name. Um, she thought we were talking about trolls, like the animated movie. And she like, you know, it was, it was checking out. Like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's, you know, she was just processing that as like, yeah, that is a weird Christmas movie tradition. Cause that's all we were saying. But then when we got deeper into like the facts of the movie and we kept saying like, oh, the actors, she's like, it's animated. Why are they talking about the actors so much? Like, <laughs> so yeah we cleared that one up but yeah troll 2 is I think it's an amazing tradition because I forget 90% of the movie every year like every time I watch it it's like half the scenes I feel like I haven't seen them before um and then it was a big deal this year because it was Jack's girlfriend's first time watching it so that was really fun she had some fun reactions I Um, I love our families like bringing a significant other into traditions things is it it's not (laughs) anything you would find in a Hallmark movie you know like like the oh you know like the chili cooking competition or we all play football (laughs) after dinner or anything like that it's like it's just all so sarcastic and ironic (laughs) and and, like you just got to keep up (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, she, um, 
she really liked it. So also this one, even though it is a classic, uh, I think it's a great example of the types of traditions we would bring up. This one is most, this tradition is most uh, popularized by Jonathan, uh, the first official in-law in the family. And he is the one who has really taken this around with it. So I think that that's such a statement to how much he's really <laughs> uh, exemplifies his family. He really like joined the family and took it and ran with it. So he's the most, he's actually the most aggressive with it too. It was really funny. Like we'd be like pausing the movie and he'd be like, okay, everyone come back in. Everyone come on. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. to play the movie. <laughs> so um, he doesn't yeah. have middle ground on media. <laughs> like it, like pop culture, movies, anything like that. Like he's either all in or it's the worst thing that was ever created. Yeah, he he is like shameless about just walking out of a movie. He's just like not. I mean, I don't know about it in theaters, but like if the movie's on and he's not enjoying it, he just leaves. He's like, no, I'm not going to watch this. Like, not for me. Which I respect. But yeah, when he loves something, he really evangelizes for it too. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, movies are a big part. Games too. Um, I've been pretty pretty heavy on the Yahtzee grind in the last <laughs> couple right, of years right. at this point. So yeah. um, that was mostly what I've been playing. Joe was around for some bit joe's classically for the listeners joe has been the most um willing to ride this trade with me and play yahtzee as much <laughs> as possible but he was only around for some of christmas and then he traveled for like christmas day and stuff um but surprisingly i got john very interested so he and i played a lot of yahtzee and josh also played a good amount so yeah i've gotten a good yahtzee fix um do you want any gift exchange updates I don't know what you know I feel like we we gave you a debrief on Christmas day and obviously it's not super interesting to do a full haul (laughs) rundown for the podcast but is there any one I was most curious about um I, I I don't think Rice has had a chance to open it yet okay so this is actually our first time recording since episodes have been dropping is that correct yeah um so here's something that I don't know. It might be worth a few like minutes right now in this episode, but I think we need to do it at some point. I've gotten a little bit of feedback that we need to do a little bit more background context and like introduce ourselves, <laughs> which feels silly really? because we feel like we're just talking to our friends and family. But if you think about it, pretty much everybody is listening because they either know you or they know me. Like not that many people know both of us that well or our whole family that well. And so I do think it's fair that we're a bit too casual with the way we'll name drop but not explain anything. Sure, sure. I think most of that can be maybe a future episode. Maybe if we don't have a ton to talk about someday, we can just do like maybe a Q&A episode or something. But what I think we could maybe do in this episode is a quick rundown of our family. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And we're talking about the holidays. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, we've name dropped several people. So um, do you want to just so, yeah, go down just, the line? We'll go down the line and like just pick a couple of notable features that will be likely to come up in the podcast, like notable characteristics mm-hmm. or, or interests. I think we oh. need to explain that we are normally, I would say one of eight. <laughs> but we're two of eight. Two of eight. <laughs> we're one quarter. So there are eight uh, children, adult children in our family. Rachel and I are two of those eight. We have the same parents. Our parents are married. Um, We grew up all together just with about a 15 year age gap from the oldest to the youngest with like around two years in between each kid. So no twins, nothing like that. These are the FAQs for when people find out we're in a big family. Um, So we're going to go down from oldest to youngest of the siblings and just give a quick and you and I are the second closest in age. Yeah. 
So we are, we are sequential. Um, and so we all <laughs> love each other equally and everything, but we happen to align with a lot of our like school experiences and um yeah we did a lot of things together growing up when we yeah. were really little too yeah yeah and especially like our, our time off in college we both went to college our time off in college we aligned pretty frequently um, yes. with our travels which is kind of where the genesis of uh let's record and put it on the internet for everybody to suffer through uh idea <laughs> cool put perfectly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, the oldest in the family is Joe. What were you going to say about Joe? He is a big consumer of literature. Um, He is also, um, I think a lot of the sarcasm was set with Joe, right? Like he set the tone (laughs) for the seven of us, just big, uh, you know, joking around, that kind of stuff. Um, So he's very willing to participate in things like Troll 2, um, The Great die hard debate all that kind of stuff in terms of uh, non-sarcastically unironically yahtzee yeah yahtzee yeah yeah a big 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 board gamer yeah yeah and then we were mentioning rice uh rice is joe's long-term girlfriend um who participates in christmas with us as well they live in virginia they live near our parents. Um, yeah, I've said Virginia a lot on this podcast, so I'm going to be fine with that. But yeah, sure. they live okay. in Virginia, which is close to our parents. Josh, um, Paintings by Belshi, right? That's the- yep, at Paintings by Belshi um, on Instagram, we'll tag. Uh, that's Josh's painter Instagram. He sells paintings on there. So that's some of his first facts. He lives in Pennsylvania. Yep. Married to Jonathan, the, the first official in-law of the family. Um, yep. Yeah. Control to lover. <laughs> yep. And there's me. Yep. And there's you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, John has been a consultant on our technology for setting <laughs> this, this <laughs> up, the whole podcast. Yes. I'm currently using a microphone helped that John helped me acquire while in Virginia Um, yeah yeah he's very tech savvy he's very see here's the problem you said a lot for Joe which was nice but now we have to we should be saying more for everyone but that's going to take forever so I'm trying to think of the better fast facts not everyone like Josh Painter Joe Yahtzee (laughs) Joe Yahtzee John movies and video John games. now Yahtzee. Yeah, video games. Yeah, he also lives in the Virginia area. He, yeah, he ha- he's had a lot of eras. He is just very whimsical and always doing something different. I've True. heard one of his next exciting endeavors could be bartending, which I'm very excited for. He That seems like a natural some, step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's worked a lot in the restaurant industry and he he's really excited about the idea of that. And he did some really good cocktails over um Christmas which yeah that was really fun so that's John Becca also lives in Virginia um she is just graduated college age um she's been like you know just moved out of her college town recently and like living with friends and had her first job and all that stuff she has two really cute kittens that she adopted in college. They're not kittens anymore, but they'll always be kittens in our hearts uh, and in their brains. (laughs) And her defining characteristic, yep. Yeah, she's really fun. She has done some photography. She, oh, Josh also probably worth mentioning. Josh is really good at Spanish. (laughs) I'll just say it that way, I guess. And then also Jonathan. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan is from (laughs) Colombia. So 
um, very good at Spanish. <laughs> well, really? <laughs> um, and then Becca also, she majored in Spanish in college, so she's also very good at Spanish. So they're kind of the three in the family who speak Spanish. See. Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack is in college. He is the youngest brother. Um, Rachel and I were just obsessed with him when he was a baby, so we still sometimes have a hard time separating <laughs> the fact that he's not a baby anymore. He's a full-on adult. He's so cool. He's very smart. He, um, he, this is very wholesome, and I think worth putting in the podcast. Jack, John, and Joe have a friend group, <laughs> yeah. a very close friend group, and it's really yeah. wholesome. They all play video games together, but it you yeah. know, bleeds into a lot more that, <laughs> friends listening to the podcast. Um, Jack and Joe like have been lifelong best friends, um, which is funny because that's what 12 year mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a natural progression for their friend groups to just kind of merge into one. Yep. So, um, yeah, he also has a long-term girlfriend who spent Christmas with us. So that's why I was referring to it being her first time listening to troll or listening. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the Trolls soundtrack <laughs> watching Troll 2 um, yep. and then Samantha is the youngest and actually everyone will have met her by now so True. Yep. she needs less of an explanation she's a kid for a few more days <laughs> yeah wow now but That's as so of the true. as of you guys listening to this recording she is no longer a kid I think that all puts the context like I said I, I'm surprised it, everything makes sense when you describe it as my friends and your friends but I am surprised to hear people don't really know all that um, yeah yeah so I think it's worth it um so you know dm us if you have more questions we're kind of hoping by casually mentioning our siblings and how cool they are we're hoping that everyone will be naturally excited for when they become guests on the show but mm-hmm. and maybe maybe somebody else will be a guest soon who knows but yeah um yeah so if if every if anything's ever unclear uh, please feel free to call us out for it. Comment on our Instagram or DM us or text one of us or something and be like, hey, you should probably explain this part better because yeah. we want everyone to feel like they understand what we're talking about. And we've gotten a little bit bad about name dropping without context dropping. So <laughs> we improve on that. Um, but that's the family. Okay, so we were in the middle of kind of just talking about Christmas movies. Um, yeah, there's not too much more to mention. We've got lots of good baked goods that we always have at Christmas. Um, those are kind of our bigger, bigger traditions, like meal wise, uh, we change it up sometimes there's some general classics, but, um, I don't know. We usually change it up a little bit. John has, John's really into cooking and he's helped with, um, a lot of the meals the whole time I've been home. It's been great. I've barely helped cook. (laughs) Um, yeah, Uh, that's pretty much, we also did an extended family Christmas, uh, the day after Christmas, which has been a tradition for forever. And that was really fun to get to see all the cousins and stuff. It really is nice for me when I'm traveling much farther versus in the past, I lived closer to family and was able to see family a lot more, but having the like consolidated everyone's here at one time when I'm traveling from farther away, honestly, is very nice. Like I feel like I get to knock out a lot of you know, that's like not a, the most positive way to phrase it, but You're I do feel here. like I'm, it. <laughs> I'm able to, you know, maximize my visit time and see a lot of people at once, which is really nice. So yeah, it's been great. I'm still here for a bit. I'm currently in not even my childhood bedroom. It's a childhood bedroom that has swapped ownership from, from year to year, but um, <laughs> currently still at the parents' house, spending a bit more time here with friends and family, and then I'll travel back uh, way by the time this 
episode is released, but it's been a nice long visit, which I think will be a tradition for me since I live in Denver and work from work remotely. So I can travel pretty easily without having to pay for the most expensive travel days or not spend like spend all that money on a flight without being able to spend that much time. So I'm eager to get back to Denver a little bit, but I don't feel like I've been missing much. It was like negative, something crazy degrees when I was like the first few days I was here and I was like, "Mm, I don't really know what that means. Not experienced (laughs) that, but not doing it now either. So I need to keep reminding myself that when I was there was like September, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting to, um, yeah, we'll have all of January and February recordings to talk about the weather in Denver when I'm actually there. But, uh, I anticipate some apartment drama complaining things in future episodes. So be on the lookout for that. Love it. So tell everyone, Rachel, where you went for Christmas. Yeah, so um, got a lot of good guesses, mostly European-based. I went to London, which was awesome. Uh, One of my coworkers was also spending Christmas here and just looking for something to do on the weekend. So we're like, let's go London, woo. And we knew we'd be there over holiday weekend and things would be kind of closed down. Um, But we're still, still able to get a lot done. And London is definitely a city where you can do a lot just by walking and looking at old beautiful architecture which was part of the idea it was like oh we know there'll be you know some international cuisine that will be open and there's cool stuff to look at even if if museums and stuff are closed so uh we got there on christmas eve eve so we did we were able to do the british museum the first day um which you have also been to Um, i have so rachel and i have both been to now the british museum and we've both been to athens um, and I think we had said we've both been to the Acropolis Museum in Athens. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite. I mean, obviously, you know, there's plenty of reasons for why the British Museum is so good that are pretty terrible. But one of my favorite things I've experienced traveling and it was kind of close together was at the Acropolis Museum. There is a part of a statue And the other part of the statue got stolen by the British and is in the British Museum. So in Acropolis Museum, you get to see, I believe it's the chest. And then in the British Museum, the rest of the torso, like pretty much, yeah, it's like a broken statue. It's just really cool. And I experienced them decently close together. So I was really excited by that, you know. Um, So I think that means you just experienced that as well. Yeah, with lots of more, lots more years in between. Many years in between. Yeah, exactly. But it was weird um, having been to Greece first and then going and seeing all this, you know, like, can imagine if I'd been yeah. to Egypt, kind of a similar thing. There, oh I would say a lot of, of the collection, they, they have a lot of everything, but there's a significant collection of Egyptian and um, Greek artifacts in particular. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's a little Roman. overwhelming, especially if you've just been to Greece, um, because the British Museum is loot. I mean, most museums are loot, but the British Museum is very obvious about it. It's just crazy. You're like, you know, this is too much, right? Like, this doesn't actually even make you look good, <laughs> but it's a wild. It's an incredible museum, but it's it just really like a little is, yeah. overwhelming when you're like, this doesn't belong here. Yeah, I think um, my friend and I were talking about this, and I, I, I think a lot of the problems could be solved, not all of it, you know, you can't erase history, and there's, you know, a long, a long way to go to acknowledging the things that people have done, but a lot of the problems could have been solved by not calling it the British Museum, 
like talk about, you know, well, <laughs> that's outdated. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that is as imperial as it gets since it was founded in the 18th century. Well, I guess 19th. Um, it, it certainly was like during very much the imperial days of Britain. And, and that's what they saw it as like, as, as this, you know, example of, of their reach and their influence. Um, and my impressions, right? Like they, they really did preserve a lot of cool things. They are in good condition, um, well-researched and given a good context, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I just could have done without it being called the British Museum. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I saw the British Museum. Um, unfortunately, even though that was like our, our day when things were most likely to be open, that was also the day that it rained the most. We may do. Sure. Um, so after the museum, we checked into the Airbnb, kind of um, detoxed for a while, dried off. <laughs> um, and then the rain let up a bit uh, towards the evening. So we went back out and um, ultimately we were going to a comedy show in kind of the theater district. So we headed that direction, popped out at Trafalgar Square and found Christmas markets, which we hadn't even like thought to look up or really think about. I think that's becoming more and more of a thing in in a lot of major cities. My Instagram Mm -hmm. is full of Denver Christmas markets. So Your Instagram is full My of Denver. Instagram. <laughs> Our Instagram. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah. So I think that's become more and more of a thing. But it was fun. We'd, we'd both been to European Christmas markets before and enjoyed and stuff like that. And nice. A little blue vine action. And then, yeah, comedy show was cool. Good. Did you get a mug? Of British. No, it wasn't doing anything like that. It wasn't. It, wasn't it was, you know, some stands. Um, and it was funny because, you know, a little bit further into the theater district was um, another little enclave mm. of markets, and it was like the exact same merchandise. So this was, <laughs> yeah. this was very, very much a structured couple of companies getting involved kind of deal. Um, gotcha. Well, that is fun because yeah. I think in general, like we got Philly, um, you know, mold wine mugs, and we. Uh, I think the Denver ones you can keep, like, I think that's generally how it works. So hypothetically one could collect all the bugs. Uh, so that's kind of lame that they didn't have them there, but that's okay. At least you stumbled into a Christmas market. Our, our family has a way of stumbling into markets. We do that when we, whenever we travel as siblings, we just end up at a market. So at least that one makes sense because it's Christmas time. It's a perfect transition into my next day because we stumbled into a market <laughs> over here. <laughs> near London Bridge, we went to the borough market. We didn't, we, you know, I had the travel guide, we'd done a lot of reading, but when it came down to waking up and deciding what to do for the day, we were very fluid with it, which was interesting um, because that's not usually how I I go about things, but it was wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of stumbled into borough market, which is wonderful. I, you know, really uh, enjoyed walking around. That was extensive, a lot of British wares um, and cheese and uh, we got meat pies there. Um, and then we went from there to Westminster, saw it during the day, um, walked around St. James Park, um, saw the palace. A buddy of mine saw my Snapchat and told me he was actually in London as well. So we had a... Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. He's he's like from there. Um, so he's Ooh. like, I got you. Meet, meet up with me. Um, so we... <laughs> went to one of his um, old favorite pubs and he showed us like where he went to school and, and some of the, 
you know, places he used to walk around and stuff like that and dropped us off in like one of the most famous like little stores where you can buy tea and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was delightful. That was unplanned. And that night we had a pub crawl that we had signed up for. This guy took us to Dickensian pubs. So they were like super old and really ones where like a lot of different authors um, would go to couple that he worked at but they're just like really old cozy places we're talking like fireplace and multi-level level cellars and oh that sounds so cool yeah it was really cozy um and it was like it wasn't like uncomfortably raining but it was like just enough of a mist in the air that it felt right to be sitting in a pub with a pint while that happened what was your drink Oh, we got the um, the cask ale type stuff. Oh, yeah. Which your my other friend in London um, was judgmental of that, <laughs> but um, oh, all right. He we'll yeah, he though. hates it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, popped around some of the older, you know, like 16th, 17th century pubs. Um, enjoyed it, and then we went back to Westminster. And we were going to stand in line to see if we could get into the midnight mass there. And so there was like a line, like it was free to get in, but you had to reserve tickets to have a guaranteed spot. Um, So we missed the, uh, like the tickets went really fast and we didn't try to get them. So we didn't have tickets. We were standing in the the overflow line um, trying to make our way in. And it was like, there was probably going to be a decent amount of people that got in, but we didn't know if we were going to make it or not. And then like, we are in the middle of this long line, right? And this lady like walks on to us in particular for whatever reason. Um, oh she was gosh. drawn to us. So she walks up to me and my friend directly. And it's like, do you guys need two tickets? And we're like, yes, <laughs> we do. And then she just sweeps us up with her family. Totally, totally moms us. Um, I guess <laughs> her daughter-in-law and son couldn't make it. Um, so it was us, her husband, and two of her other kids, older teenage slash 20 whatever um and so yeah she just swept this up like come come let's go all right let's go let's get in line and all that she just yeah she's like I remember you know traveling around as a young 20 something and just like trying to get into places and so I figured you guys could use it we're like yep thanks um it was really cute but yeah Westminster Abbey incredible um so old so many statues of old British people um yeah and everything like that we were we were chilling with Jane Austen and William Shakespeare and um one of the Shelleys um I assume Percy and yeah so it was just like in a, in a section with all those guys they had the choir a whole lot of incense big tall dramatic gothic architecture all that stuff it was, it was really cool to be on the inside um and um uh, very similar to a Catholic mass almost identical in a lot of ways <laughs> Um, so that's what we did Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, we had bought some tea and biscuits from the place that our uh, friend dropped us off. Um, so we started the day with tea and biscuits. Nice. Um, we met up with a different friend. Um, this was a friend I knew was currently living there and had made plans to meet up with. And yes, I made to... sure this happened as well. This was a shared friend and I was <laughs> yeah. forcing this one. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> a lot of it influenced by what Sarah dictated had to happen. Um <laughs> We met up at his part of town. Um, and this is when like the city shutting down was a little bit different. The, the uh, public transit was was shut down on Christmas day. Thankfully, I mean, you know, people didn't break. But we went up to his part of town um, and he took us to uh, a brewery that I really likes, which um, 
we'll, we'll get to later, but, and then, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just walked around his neighborhood. It was really, really cool vibes. Definitely mostly shut down, but it's still, you could tell that it was, it was a cool district. Went up to park with a, with a big hill that overlooks the city, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then found a, a pub that was open and uh, just parked there for a bit, you know, got to catch up with him, meet his girlfriend, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he insisted no, that <laughs> you demanded a picture of, of the cat. So we went back. I <laughs> saw, saw his flat and uh, um, got to reunite with his cat for a picture. Yeah, reunite with his cat for a picture. And that was Christmas. Yeah, then we just like went and bopped around, looked at some of the lights and some of the shopping districts. It was crazy because like the main, like Regent Street, um, big, big name brand shopping. And mm-hmm. they do a lot of... Um, Christmas lights hanging across. And it was like, mm-hmm. all of the shops were closed. Most of the restaurants and pubs around were closed, but the street was still packed with just with people like us, just like out, like experiencing the city on Christmas day. Um, so it was kind of a cool energy. Uh, then we went back and then yeah, the next day we left. Um, a little bit of drama, there was like some striking going on. So we weren't quite sure if we were gonna be able to make it via public transportation back to the airport tubes that we needed were running so we were looked out we weren't on any of the closed lines Um, yeah (laughs) nice okay I have a brief interruption because I had terrible options for in-flight entertainment on my flight from Denver to Virginia a couple weeks ago at this point and one of the things was a documentary called Christmas in London and so since I knew Uh-oh. you were doing Christmas in London, I was I like, oh, let me watch okay. this and see what it is. I actually meant to do some follow-up research and forgot about it until now. So uh, I honestly don't even know what era this was. I was trying to guess the whole time based on their clothes okay. and stuff. My guess is maybe early 2000s, but it could have been much earlier. Um, the quality Got was it? pretty okay. rough, but the clothes didn't look that much older than early 2000s or maybe late 90s. Future Sarah here. Um, I have looked it up, and this documentary was made in 2002. So my instincts were correct. Carry on. But um, (laughs) it did not yield too much. It was not that interesting. It was just kind of about, like, lights around the city and stuff like that. But um, one interesting thing, they did a lot of, like, showing, like, Herod's on the inside. So one question, did you go to Herod's? Harris. Um, I was so bad at paying attention to the names of things. You would know if you were there. It's like very, it's like a fancier Macy's. <laughs> oh. Way fancier. I don't know if Macy's. Yes, that's where he drops off. I don't know if there's. Yeah, that's okay. where he drops off. Yeah. Do you have a better description of it than a fancy Macy's? Because I think that's pretty off base. It's not even that's, really. I mean, that's what it was felt like, though. I mean, it's yeah. okay. Um, stuff there. There's a lot of more like cooking stuff than I would yeah, say. Yeah, like, it, it was like an old style department store. Um, so like if you have any female characters of middle class uh, set in the 1950s, this is where they worked. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's honestly I'm a little jealous that you got to see stuff like that at winter time because when I went to London it was like August, so I went there and it just wasn't the Christmassy vibes that I feel. It's like straight out of a Christmas movie, I would think, at Christmas time. In this yeah. documentary, they were talking about they they had a whole part on Harrods. They talked about a lot of stuff, but specifically they do a lot of Christmas meat orders. So people order a lot of like turkey and goose from them. And yes. you have to order it far in advance and all this stuff. And they were saying yeah. on the documentary that if somebody orders like a goose, for instance, and doesn't come in to pick it up when they're supposed to, 
they call that person to see if they're okay. <laughs> they're Aww. like, this person, maybe they're dead. Such a big deal to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why else could you possibly miss? That's funny. Yeah. No, it was it was insane. So um, our friend dropped us off kind of in that that portion with the famous tea vendor. And so we pretty much just grabbed some tea and just get some, like, skid out. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool energy and cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the things that stood out. And then um, they apparently have, I think there's this huge tree in somewhere in the city that's like a Norwegian Christmas tree. And apparently Norway mm-hmm. donates a big Christmas tree every year. Did you know about that? No. Um, okay, the biggest tree that one. comes, yeah. The one that comes to mind is Trafalgar Square. Um and I'm not you're so really fancy already re- knowing all the terms around town I don't remember <laughs> any place <laughs> uh, okay was. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself on this one and maybe add a little uh amendment or addendum to the to the recording because I'm not sure if I was fully following that I was like dozing off a little bit at that point so it seemed pretty yeah. interesting though that it's like Norway donates a huge tree every year and there's a whole ceremony about it and they showed a lot of like the process of decorating it which was kind of interesting all right, future Sarah again. Don't you just love hearing my higher quality mic back? <laughs> anyway, Rachel was correct. It is the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree. It's a Norwegian tree that is donated to London every year since 1947. The people of Norway have gifted London a Christmas tree in gratitude for Britain's support during World War II. So it's commonly called the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree. And that's that. Again, this was like, terrible options uh I wouldn't normally watch something like this on a plane so (laughs) Um, I think oh and okay sorry (laughs) this is such a sidebar but I just had to say it they kept interviewing people in this documentary but instead of interviewing them about like oh where are you from what are your Christmas traditions what's your favorite part about like not they weren't doing anything broad it would be like they would be at a light show and it, the light show would be like plugging in all the lights and turning on the lights of the street, right? Like it's very cool, it's very fun, but it's it is what it is. It's pretty yeah, pretty much just one thing. And um, they would like interview, pull someone aside and interview them and be like, "What do you think?" And they'd be like, "You know, the lights were pretty, the lights were bright, like the they lights would just have we're not on." And then they became on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so simple. Um, so I just found that really funny. They kept doing that, and it reminded me. Oh, they also did it in front of a castle and it'd be like, yeah, this is a castle. <laughs> like they just had nothing to say, but it reminded me, do you remember when I was in college and they did a whole ceremony to reopen the apparent, like our oldest library on campus, yep. oh, yeah. <laughs> our oldest library on campus, like the whole time anybody had been in school, you come through what's officially the side door. And they did this whole dramatic reopening of the main entrance, which is these old doors. And I went, I went to it and got interviewed for the local news while I was there. Yeah. And <laughs> they were like, what do you think about the entrance? I'm like, I mean, it's, you know, we used to not be able to use it and now we can use it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but the main thing that I was excited to get a soundbite in the local news for was that I went there for the big scissors because they had like a ribbon. That's and right. Big scissors cutting. And so like what I don't, I can't find this anymore. I tried looking for it. I think it's just gone. Um, if anyone can find it, let me know. But it was just like a clip of me being like, those scissors were really very big. <laughs> like never seen them before I was so excited to see the big scissors like so boring anyway it was really giving oh, vibe in the documentary okay uh, that was my whole side I'm glad we went down memory lane for that one that was a good 
I just couldn't stop thinking about it. But yeah, nothing really else of note to, from the documentary. So we can continue on with your London experience. I think I think we're about done, right? Um, um, so what we want to do here is kind of a rapid <laughs> round of uh, Rach and I both have some traditional things that we talk about after a trip or even just like, you know, a long weekend with friends or something like that. Um, Rachel's traditional three questions is um, bite, sight, memory. So your favorite yes. bite, favorite thing you ate, favorite sight, favorite thing you saw, and just a memory, I guess, or favorite memory. Cool. So we'll start with uh, those and then we'll get into my three things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did the, the, so I did a mushroom pie for the meat pie. Um, got it. At, yeah. Got it at a rural Maybe market. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, it was it was really good. Um, it was like the British food that actually had seasonings in it, so I liked it. <laughs> a lot of nice. a lot of herbs, Rare. yeah, <laughs> Um, yeah, that was good. Bite, sight. Uh, I mean, gosh, just like so they they just redid Big Ben. They they gave her a fresh okay gave him a fresh coat of paint and uh, nice and gold and sparkly. So literally just like walking out and seeing Big Ben, you're like, oh, wow, it is really worth the hype. I mean, so like that is all of the Westminster area, right? This is iconic architecture that we've been seeing on screens our entire lives. And then like you walk out and you look at it and you're like, oh my God, that is large um, and so shiny. Um so I'd say Big Ben and then kind of tan, you know, like right, right along with it, um, going into Westminster Abbey um, for the bees ceremony. Bite sight memory. <laughs> I mean, the pop crawl was just about as delightful as I was hoping. He walked up, um, curly mustache, long greasy hair, and is like, that's exactly what I want you to look like. This is the man who is going to take us around to Charles Dickens themed pubs for Christmas Eve. <laughs> and um, yeah, my my traveling companion was very good at like setting things up ahead of time. And I think next time I go to London, I would love to actually like make it a purposeful planned trip where I get theater tickets because I think that's like one of the best things to do there. And there was just no chance we were gonna be able to get them. Um, but I do appreciate that she was like, we're gonna have some activities to do. Um, and that's why like, being less structured on the walkabout because you, you and I would usually like pull out the walking tour, right? Have every second of the day planned. We did less mm-hmm. of that throughout the day, but we had big activities booked in advance for the evening. Gotcha. That. Cool. But yeah. Walking around old streets, um, going into pubs, talking about Charles mm-hmm. Dickens um, and anything else. You know, he's, he's a well-traveled man um, whose girlfriend is actually Japanese. So we had some good conversations about that. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. Yeah, not, and you know, obviously seeing old friends was really great. Um, yeah, multiple of that. All that. So plenty of good memories, but in, in terms of like a London experience, walking around with Arthur and learning about uh, Charles Dickens was a great time. <laughs> That's also, of course, his name was Arthur. That's so good. I know, yeah, everything about it. <laughs> nice. Okay, so my three things is a little more classic. I'm sure lots of people have done a version of this in the past would really encourage you to do it on a debrief of any trip because it's really fun as a way to reflect. Um, so I do high, low Buffalo. So high, very obvious, the high of your 
experience low, the low of your experience. And then Buffalo is, I think I've really taken this and run with it. I think officially <laughs> the game is supposed to be Buffalo is something that's unexpected. So like if a Buffalo walked into your week, you know, weekend in London, that would be really weird. So anything unexpected that happens. Um, but I take it very loosely. I usually just use it as like either an extra high or just like something funny that happened or something like that. Um, also shout out to my friend Lizzie. I think this is a somewhat popular game, but I specifically remember learning it from her in college and, uh, I've been using it ever since. So sometimes we add on a few other things, but high love Buffalo is the classic. So Rachel, what was your high, low, and your buffalo? For the high, I'm going to have to say the um, going to service at Westminster Abbey. Just, again, so iconic. Uh, And and I think I've been in European churches before. I've been in cathedrals um, and just, like, walked around and appreciated it. But seeing a real-time service um, really put a cool context into everything. Oh, and then just, you know, being Christmas Eve and Midnight Mass Mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve at the most famous cathedral in the world. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> I'm also going to add that that is definitely mom's high for your trip. <laughs> she was like talking <laughs> about it so much. She loved it. <laughs> Low. So we intentionally got tickets right after work on the Thursday, right? Um, we had a four day weekend, which is plane tickets. Day. Yes. Plane tickets. Yes. So four day weekend, where are we going to go? Direct flights to London cool uh we intentionally booked some like the night after work um and it, on, on a budget airline right everything was fine like nothing crazy um certainly nothing to what people are currently experiencing back in the states with southwest um but fair shout out to that time because hopefully by the time this releases that's a, just a memory for all of us <laughs> yeah right we did, we did take off late. Um, the porting process is just stand <laughs> and then eventually <laughs> you'll be in your seat and stand for a long, long time. Uh, took off late. Um, and so we, we didn't get to London until midnight um, and the striking was going on. Um, so it was hard to tell if any trains were going, but certainly we would have had to wait for a while to get a train. Mm, yeah. So we, we elected to just pay for the Uber. Um, and by the time, you know, we took this long, expensive Uber to get to our Airbnb, we got like a cheap Airbnb, which is like one of the communal ones. Right. And mm-hmm. um, so we find the place, find the little key holder, get it and unlock the door. We're like, finally, we're here. Of course it's raining, right? Dark rainy. Um, welcome to London. And one of the other guests had put the chain on the door <laughs> so like, oh. <laughs> we're getting on you know 1 30 in the morning after a day of work and all of this and we're like are you kidding me so it took a little while to like get somebody's attention on the inside the host was like on his way to come try to help um eventually we got somebody's attention and they came and opened the door it's like oh, uh, were you doing a sarah trying to save her neighbors from a fire type of <laughs> slamming on someone's door knocking yeah like, yeah and we could hear somebody and either they had headphones on they were or they were just taking their time and answering to us but it did take you know 10 minutes or so of, like knocking and like yelling through the crack and we like put our arm on the inside to try to like use the <laughs> chain and we're like i guess this is specifically what it's designed to prevent <laughs> So we were yeah. not successful in doing that. Um, and the host texted and he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to take that chain down tomorrow. Like, they shouldn't <laughs> the option. 
So that was not, you know, a nice cozy welcome, but we had a bed to sleep in for a few hours before waking up and going to the British Museum. High, low, buffalo. Um, so the <laughs> the brewery that we went to on Christmas Day, it was very like American. The guy was American, but it was like, mm -hmm. um, if you roll up to Party City on November 1st, right? And they have like a <laughs> bunch of stuff that they're getting rid of. Um, that's what <laughs> this place was. It was just like a bunch of random Halloween decorations. Um, this is our, this is the friend, our shared friend that took you here, his favorite yeah, place or yeah. favorite this place is that he loves. Neighborhood. That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> so it's Christmas day and we're just chilling with a bunch of Halloween decorations in London, like <laughs> drinking a very American style beer, um, <laughs> playing oh. like, like punk covers of Christmas carols. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was a pretty fun buffalo. Um, and then beans, beans in themselves, like I knew to expect it. But <laughs> beans are buffalo. Beans are buffalo, and they're just—it's <laughs> like ketchup. It's like sweet, and it just has no business being on. A yeah, buffalo. British British beans, because beans as a food in general, great, <laughs> quite good. Yes, yes, we eat them. We both eat them in lots of things. British beans as like a ketchupy sauce invading your other food is I can say that or I can I can believe that that's a buffalo <laughs> yep hard buffalo um cool nice <laughs> cool that was fun um listeners please let us know if you like the site bite memory did I, did I say it wrong yeah bite site memory I mean I always say bite first but it doesn't yeah. like the rhyming is there <laughs> either way let us know if you like bite site memory and Hilo Buffalo and if you have any traditional things that you ask after a trip. Because um, I think it'll be fun every time one of us, aka mostly Rachel, <laughs> takes a trip <laughs> if we do this um, as a debrief because I think this was really fun. Uh, any last, I don't think, I think we're going to go go ahead and skip our other segments. I think we had quite enough content with the, yeah. this debrief. So all the like words uh, Italian food, that kind of stuff. We'll just revisit when Rachel's spent more time in Italy for the yeah. week, um, other segments and stuff, but anything else, Rachel, that you wanted to cover before we sign off? Um, I love that the crosswalks told you which way to look. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The British uh, crosswalks, like if you look down, it says look left, right. Or look. Yeah. Look left or look yeah, right, look depending left. on which direction you're coming from, where the cars are coming it from. It really or... is like, you really do need the reminder. <laughs> You do. Also, you absolutely do. What is it? It's not just, or it's like not that many countries that drive on the other side of the road, right? Like it's not just yeah. for Americans. Yeah. It's like some of the British colonies plus Japan. That's pretty much it. Right. Which is interesting that you lived yeah. in one of the places that actually does. But yeah, for the most part, other countries of the world also drive on the right side of the road the way we do. And so it's a reminder, not just for Americans, but for most of the world. <laughs> But, but it is Americans. like, yeah, <laughs> probably a lot of Americans. Cool. Um, okay. So a little pre preview, I guess we're going to do another special episode next because you're traveling for New Year's, right? I am. I am traveling for New Year's. So I think we'll have a similar episode next time where we debrief New Year's um, from both of our perspectives and we see what your trip is. So we'll leave that a mystery. Maybe you'll do another guess it on Instagram. I think a hint is that for folks who listened to Rachel's like goals and stuff in her first episode, you might be surprised by where she's going. 
Wow, I really need to pay better attention to the episodes and the things that I've said. <laughs> you don't even know what that means, but the real fans will know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just leave that there. So this is exciting. Uh, very jealous of your travels, but excited to hear more. Cool, cool. All right. Well, have a good week. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Talk to you later. Bye.